0: Coffee Time! For the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Onney, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks.
2: Thank you very much, Dave. Where have we been for the past two weeks? My goodness, time gets away. I even forgot to put the trash out today on Wednesday because I've been so used to everything being a day later because of the holidays. But we are back. The whole crew is back. And after all our introductions and we talk a little bit, then Mike Loff and I will be making a big announcement for the legend or we think so so stand by for that in just a few minutes anyway good morning everyone let's start with dave and chris and al tuna how are you guys this morning well we're
0: doing well it's a little chilly here and some ice on the ground and few snow squalls running around yeah (laughs) other than that everything's all good
2: Oh, good! Oh, good! Well, how about our friend in Albany, New York, who coincidentally had a birthday yesterday? Don't tell anybody, but everybody else seems to know. Jeff, how are you?
3: <laughs> the secret's out. It's been—I got my first call from friends of mine in Hawaii at three o'clock yesterday morning. But uh, yesterday morning, but remember, it's ten o'clock there. It's eleven o'clock there. You know, so that's not a problem. And then my sister sent me a notification on Facebook at about 4 o'clock in the morning, and my Facebook feed has been has been opening, opening up uh, with birthday greetings all day long. Be roommates from college that I had, people who worked at the same college station I had. It was a great time. But I guess, you know, now that's come and gone, it's, uh, everything is back to normal here. And I hate, the, the only thing I hate is uh, Brenna, my, my daughter Meredith, and I went out to a restaurant and she told the waitress it was my birthday, and everyone said, you know, sang "Happy Birthday" to me at the at the table. You know, at the end of the meal, and they gave me a free dessert. But uh, you know, I I don't like being the center of attention like that. But I guess it's it's, it's all well and good. I can't complain. Everything is good here. What can I tell you?
2: That well, that's good, and you've successfully done another year, Tim Minneapolis. How are you, Tim?
4: Uh, pretty good. That Jeff, that's not that radio ego talking. Yeah, um, I I don't. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Attention. Anyway, uh, it's doing pretty good here. It's cold here. It's zero. And uh, it's supposed to warm up tomorrow, but then get real cold by Sunday, I think it is. Anyway, um, and uh, had a nice holiday, uh, New Year's, but uh, um, I suppose you've seen the announcement or notice on my announcements for my show my brother is in hospice because of stage 4 lung cancer and uh, not expected to be around too much longer But which is sad but uh, I just would like to see him get by without too much pain and that's the big thing right now for him
2: so I guess that's all we can wish for. And we'll be praying for him. Let's see. Let's go to Evansville, Indiana, and Mike Love.
5: Oh, hello, everyone. Been a interesting past few weeks. Done a few different things. This morning, I am going about 11 o'clock to... It is a, uh, it's a board meeting of HR people, and I get a chance to do a two-minute... Uh, what they call elevator pitch, kind of who I am, what I do, and so forth. And they get to look at my resume and critique it, so I look forward to getting some valuable advice out of that. Uh, also, my son got me an exercise bike for Christmas, but it's an older school one, and we were playing with making it accessible. Now, you can buy sensors that can actually track your speed and distance and things of that sort, but I'd be curious to hear from anyone who actually has accessible exercise equipment that you can actually tell in particular biking, how far you've traveled and how many RPMs moving. Uh, That part I got done. It's the speed that was more of a challenge. And then also yesterday I got a new toy. I was telling I'll have to go get the model number because a lot of people seem interested in it. It's an old school pair of rabbit ears but it does both FM and HD and some say they're the same but they're really not because I've tried to hook. It sounds awesome. Abby was enjoying it. We got a ton of radio stations I haven't listened to in a while so if you like to play with the old rabbit ear antennas, with the old switch in the middle that changes the polar patterns, and whip those aerials around and try not to hit anyone in the eye. You know, that's a sixteen bucks. That's a pretty awesome investment. Making FM fun again. Um, seems like there was one other thing, but I don't want to dominate the conversation. and that's some of the fun going on here.
2: Well, we'll. I'm sure we'll get it right back around to it, Michael, and you'll be on in just a few moments here. And now my phone's blowing up for some reason. These. Announcements Just keep right on coming. Let's see. I think we're back around to you, Jennifer.
6: Oh, Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone had a good holiday. We're preparing for above-average temperatures here and lots of rain for the next few days.
2: Anything else going on in your life?
6: Oh, nothing real exciting.
2: Yeah.
6: Still in Indiana.
2: That's a bad thing.
6: Which wasn't my original plan, but
2: hey. you got to do what you got to do what you got to do anyway uh, we're just hanging out here spent the holidays just uh, getting by and doing what we got to do but this brings me around to before we say good morning to everybody else on the board we need to get this out of the way and talk about this just a few minutes and we don't like to make these changes in this way but Sometimes we have to make changes that that benefit the legend as a whole and what we're doing. As you know, we have three podcasts. We have the Coffee Club, we have All Things Radio, and the Sports Lounge Live, and maybe a few more in 2020 that will be coming along. Well, one of our problems has been, and it was because of cost, we couldn't separate when when people would search for the podcast they would just have to go to worldwide space legend to to find the podcasts or these these podcasts they they all came together so they had to subscribe that way but fortunately there's now a company And maybe we missed it the first time. I don't know, but I doubt it. They've changed their model. And so we're able to get um, and we're going to be able to have separate stream, well, separate feeds or so you'll be able to type in the coffee club and subscribe to the coffee club or all things radio. In other words, you can subscribe to all three, one of the three, whatever way you want to do it. But that that's kind of what's happening here or, or is going to happen very, very shortly, which will give you the ability to subscribe. So if you tell Your Lady A that you want to listen to the Coffee Club, you will be able to, you know, the Coffee Club podcast, you will be able to do that. It will be a separate feed michael you want to amplify anything on what i'm saying there yeah exactly so that's one of the biggest concerns
5: and we don't know exactly what the names will be because someone probably already has a coffee club so it may be a wednesday morning coffee club but the point is that there'll be an individual feed for each i guess we'll see maybe if it's technically possible to have one feed or people want every podcast under one rss feed but so the challenge will be that folks will have to add new ones for the shows that they want to listen to, but that each will be individualized and you'll be able to have unique words for both Google and Amazon so that you can hear those. And then your iPhone using your voice. So we think that'll help a lot of people because it's doable. Now a lot of people don't know how to do next and previous podcasts to get to the one that they want to hear. So we're excited about it. It saves money and gives us greater capacity to add new shows. Each show has its own feed So it's really going to be a good thing. So uh, for those who have to deal with a little bit of inconvenience, you're ultimately going to love it because you're, you know, you'll be able to hear the shows you want, when you want, and not have to worry about navigating a feed with multiple shows.
2: The other part of this, Michael, is we haven't worked too much on this yet, but it's tying with our alumni. But we're also going to set up a... Because we realize there's a lot of people who cannot um, they cannot access um, either they don't have the ability to have lady A or that whatever, but they still would like to listen to certain things, and we're setting up a phone tree where you'll where you will be able to call in and listen to your favorite podcast or whatever that would that needs to be posted you will be able to call directly and listen to that via your telephone we don't want to leave anybody out so they'll be able to do that so that's really what it is anybody on the panel have any questions about that
3: No, really, the only thing that, that you'll have to also let people know is that, that if you listen to the podcast using U-Tunes, that that will have to be changed as well. And and, and Steve, and I know, will take care of that.
2: Uh, but see, that doesn't affect Steve, Jeff. That's that's not an U-Tunes thing. They get their podcast directory from iTunes. we we'll have already changed iTunes, and that automatically changes U-Tunes in that oh, okay. way. So... That That's one of those things. And we're now going to be able to get also not only iTunes, but iTunes is, is really, you want to be in that Apple directory. That's the number one. But we're also going to be on Spotify and um, several other podcast directories. So we believe that this is a better way to to. For people to get and find and listen to their individual podcasts, or they can, you know, we want you to to have all three. But as time goes along, we plan on adding a tech show this year, uh, a book, you know, a, a book podcast. So we it would get a little confusing if we made people listen to five different, you know. Podcast, so that's that's kind of how that works. But most of the you know we'll keep you informed every step of the way, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, anybody on the that I haven't introduced on the panel, just uh, do a star nine or alt y or raise your hand if you have any questions or want to make a comment. We're ready for that. I think that. you got all the panel. Yeah, we have we all got the, panel. the panel. i
3: gotta got a question for you. Did you. Have you been following anything with the Consumer Electronics Show this year? I mean, I followed a few things, but I was just curious if, if anything hit your fancy at all.
5: Well, it's too early. I mean, it just, you know, the floor just opened yesterday, and no one could even get to it in one day. So it's a little early. Uh, you know, it's really going to be a week or two. And really, Plus one. like... Two, three, like May and folks five, that actually make nine, the rounds six, and find five, the little two, hidden tidbits. Zero, zero be nice to have a one, budget and send someone there specifically three, looking nine, for access technology. Six, news I saw this six, morning, zero, which zero. really doesn't even relate to the CES, but that uh, Sono is, is suing Google, uh, claiming both Google and Amazon stole their technology for multi room speakers. So we'll see where that goes, but
7: uh, phone. That, that, that'll, that'll be
3: interesting. One thing that I was going to say, in the, and it's, it's a cute thing, maybe it's not, but how many times have you, you used the uh, the bathroom and you realize, oh, I did, I forgot to change the roll of toilet paper. Well, Strauman has come out with a new device called a robot toilet paper thing, and if you summon this robot, it will provide you with a roll of toilet paper, it will come into your bathroom and give you a roll of toilet paper so that you don't <laughs> have to worry about that. I mean, I think that was kind of a silly thing. But well, I mean, I was,
5: Yeah, the silly I saw was one that would measure, for people who have more than one cat, it would measure and analyze the uh, cat deposits and tell you <laughs> maybe which cat was yeah. having an upset stomach today. Oh, uh, dear. Oh, yeah. And here's the
3: other one that's, I a, a, a think, called the Fix-It. And that that analyzes your engine. You get an engine light that comes on, and you don't know what the what the diagnostic problem is. Well, they've come out with a tool that's reasonably priced for everyone to use, and you put it into the port that that would normally go in in your car, and it will tell you what's wrong with your engine. So when you go to your nearest garage to get it fixed, the guy can say, "Yeah, well, you need a whole new engine," but it's not. That may not be the truth. <coughs> Excuse me. That may not be the truth. So that 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 that's something that uh, that has come out as well. That, those are the things that hit me in the consumer show this well, year. Well, there's a
2: lot of new televisions that are going to be coming out. Of course, TCL is going to make a lot of the uh, Amazon, the Fire, you know, the, the that operating system. Of course, Roku is everywhere. And by the way, Amazon is claiming to have more. Where they have 40 million users on the Amazon Fire OS system now. And Roku says they have 32, but who knows that that can change from day to day. We have a hand
3: raised from Bill out in uh, Illinois, so we'll. Should I I get to him, Bill? Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah,
8: Jeff, you stole my thunder. I was
3: going to mention, I was going
8: to tell Dave to demonstrate the, the Robo Roll. And also, Amazon's got a new. Uh, shower head that you can speak to it and adjust the water. and It'll also play music or your favorite uh, podcast or anywhere in the shower. Dave ought, to, Dave ought to demonstrate that one, too. Well, I think well I'm going to have to have that. Right. And then uh, also, they're coming out. I was listening to a guy from App Electronics, which is a big electronics store here. Uh, he was on the radio the other day. They're coming out with an 8G TV. I don't quite understand. It's going to be better pictures, better sound, better black color, make the color stand out more. And they're also coming out with a, a, uh, some kind of... I didn't quite understand what how he's explaining it, but it's the new TV that you can mount on the wall, but you can make it any size you want. You buy these little uh, panels, and you put them together, and you can make the screen as big as you want.
5: Actually, that's... That's been around since the 90s where people would use a movie projector and then they could build up screen panels. That would be too big to fit in the room, but they could bring it in and actually assemble it and put it. But, yeah, that will be a TV. The 8K... It's coming up, but the problem is there's no content produced for 8K, but if it makes the right. 4K TVs cheaper, then that's a good thing. That's right.
3: Hey, Bill, right. i got to ask you a question. What happened to you? you? You know, you bake all these cookies and everything else, and you, you didn't make me a birthday cake yesterday and send it to me from Chicago. Oh,
8: I, re- I really didn't know it was your birthday yesterday, but happy birthday to you. Would you finally turn
3: 90 or what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Nice guy. <laughs> 67, Bill. I'm not complaining. 67 is not too bad. It's all good, Bill. It's oh, all, all right. good.
5: 57 it was a LLC. very good year.
3: It was 67, sixty-seven. Was a very good year. Yes. Yeah. That was
8: twenty-three years ago for me. <laughs> I passed that twenty-three years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, but there's and anyway.
8: More. By the way, it's cold here today too. It's cold. That's him. know it's only. I think it's like ten degrees and a chill factor of zero or something like that. It's always cold in Chicago, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. It's always room. cold. But the ironic part of it is, it's going to be cold tonight, but tomorrow. We may get to 45. Friday may get to 50, and then get back to snow on Saturday.
3: Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're getting the same the kind ten. of thing. They're talking about at least in New York City. They're talking about the fact that that and we you know we're north of New York City, so it may not be quite right. as dramatic. But on Saturday, on Sat they're talking about temperatures up to 63 degrees. Yeah, I know.
8: <laughs> it's crazy. No not want sick. sick.
3: That's true.
2: <laughs> Looks like we, we got another raise. We got
3: one more hand from Jim. Jerry, and I'll get to him right now, Bill. Okay. Go ahead, Jerry.
7: Okay, good morning everybody. We have similar kind of weather here. It's in the thirties now, but it's gonna to drop to like fifteen tonight. We've had some snow squalls here in Indiana, Pennsylvania. But by uh Sunday we're supposed to be up close to sixty degrees as well, and maybe Monday into the fifties, is it? What a winter.
2: Oh my yeah. Anything wow. else going on, Jerry? what anything else going oh, not on Oh
7: anything we're, we're, um, we're just listening just hanging out here we're doing a wednesday laundry our cleaning ladies coming later and then uh hopefully we'll get the church tonight for bible study judy's getting our pills set up uh we have the uh oh the script talk so that's already so we'll know what to do with that
3: yeah did you get anything special for christmas
7: did, uh yeah we got a bunch of food certificates we each got we got uh well we got ourselves a new microwave from hamilton beach um we have the buttons on the uh what do they call those things? we have uh, buttons. bumper buttons that you can get the lows that you put on the numbers and stuff like that and uh we got um we each got a McDonald's gift certificate for ten dollars, and we got a Pizza Hut—not uh, Pizza yeah. Hut—Domino's certificate for twenty, and we're figuring on using that maybe when the Super Bowl comes around if we're invited anywhere to help provide pizza and stuff like that.
2: Well, there you go, Jerry. That's good. Do you does your microwave? Did somebody put the buttons on for you?
7: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely.
2: So there, the buttons are on and they're working for you.
7: Everything's working fine. Thank you.
2: That's working fine. Do you think you'll be affected by this new podcast thing coming up where you can just say whatever you want to say and listen to the Sports Lounge Live or whatever podcast you want to listen to and you don't have to skip through all of them?
7: Well, it should work. Uh, whenever it goes up, I'll be anxious to try it. I just heard of a new one. I'm going to try this one out later. I just heard of a new one last night where you can um, tell your device to play. Like, if you have your favorite old-time old radio show, you can say, uh, hey, whatever, play uh, podcast, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and I'm I, I supposed to play one.
3: I'll have it to works, try that out later. It works very well, Jerry. It works quite well. The, uh, the, uh, to enable the old-time radio skill, I said I had it play Dragnet last night. It works quite well.
7: Okay, very good. Well, Dragnet's one of our. Dragnet's one of our favorites. So oh,
2: there you go. Jag Dragnet and Johnny Dollar. Uh, yeah, you know.
3: All right. Thanks, Jerry. Yep.
6: I don't like Johnny Dollar.
2: Um, boy, we sold a lot of those in the store, didn't we?
6: Oh, yes. At the time, and we George used to burn those. those Whenever
2: his phone rang, and he'd say, Johnny
3: Dollar. <laughs> CDs hey, here's something time. we could talk about. Can someone talk about the new Dot Watch? Because uh, that, that, that might uh, be interesting
2: to white uh, people. Th- that's Dave and Chris's expertise. I Doug got one of those for Christmas, and then he told them about it, and now they have him. You guys want to talk a little bit about the Dot Watch? I totally don't understand it.
0: Okay. Yeah. The dot watch is a, is a new watch that's out. And um, actually, DJ Doug started it <laughs> with us because he got one for Christmas. And we started talking about it and what it can do. And so we decided to purchase the dot watch. And it, it Bluetooths the watch Bluetooths with your iPhone or Android phone you can use it for either one. And it doesn't talk. It is a. It has cells on it. Braille cells. Um, four cells. And you can. It takes the all your, uh, your information from the iPhone, like your time and you know different things, whatever apps you have on the phone that will work with the watch. And you can you can read your mass text messages. You can read. Um, the weather um, it can do the time it's got a stopwatch it has um,
1: a timer you can set alarms and you can choose if you want the alarm to go off on Sunday like we have one alarm on Dave's set to go off at 4 on Mondays and Wednesdays
0: and And the the watch vibrates uh, when the alarm goes off and you can set it to vibrate on the hour, which is nice because you don't get the tones and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's pretty amazing. Well, the,
1: the Braille is decent. I wouldn't say it's exceptional, but it's good.
0: It has two two um, rectangular openings on the face of the watch. And the top face is your time. And the second, well, that's where you read the Braille. And then the one below it is a touch sensor. Uh-huh. Well, that so is, if, go ahead if you're reading um, a text message you can use the touch sensor to scroll through the text as as you read it
1: you can also set auto set it to auto scroll and you can change the speed at which it scrolls and the other thing is you can reverse it if you want to wear it on your right arm and read the braille with your left hand then the braille is on the bottom part because it reverses so that you can still read left to right and so that the home button is still the one toward your thumb, whichever hand you have it on, if because it reverses the buttons as well. It's very interesting.
3: Now who yeah, yeah. makes it who makes this watch and where can you buy it?
1: It can be bought sometimes on Amazon, although we couldn't find anything but a refurbished one at the moment. But you can go to dot I think it's I-N-C. If it's not I-N-C, it's I-N-C-O-R-P. But I think it's dot I-N-C dot com. And if you look around enough, you can find a $200 off coupon. it's,
0: pretty, so,
6: it's do you which watch do you like better, Dave? Your Apple Watch or this watch?
0: Actually, I like this one better because um, I don't use all the features on the Apple Watch. Um this one I, I like because it, it's always right because it's Bluetooth with your phone. So, you know, if the time changes or whatever, the watch is going to change. And I, I do like the Braille cells, you know, for, for that reason.
3: It doesn't do seconds, though. Like, if you wanted to know yes, how many it, seconds...
0: Yes, it, it does. Um, you have... Um, Kind of like an Apple watch, you have a, they call it a crown, but if you, if you remember the old watches and you have the stem in the middle, Mm -hmm. you have the stem in the middle and then you have a home button on the left side and a select button on the other side of the stem. And it allows you to be able to, you can use the the stem to go through your, um, functions like mess, uh, notifications, timers, stopwatch. Um, and it's, you,
1: if you hit the select button, if, if the, all the cells are down and you hit the select button, you get the time. If you hit it again, you get the seconds and a.m. or p.m. And if you hit it again, you get the
3: date. So you help constantly have the watch. What happens if you, let's say, you go out, you forget, to pair, you forget to bring your phone with you? It'll, It'll the watch still work. The watch work.
1: will work. Now, you can't get notifications, obviously, but the time on the watch will still work. But who forgets their phone, you know?
3: Uh, that's true. <laughs> You'd be surprised sometimes, Chris, let me tell you, that's true. <clears throat> you, you can actually, you can actually
0: uh, with all the cells down after you hit the home button and you hit that uh, select button and your time comes up, you hit it uh, again, the select button, your seconds come up, and you can actually watch it scroll through the seconds. You can do the same thing with the time. You can get it to scroll the time so you can constantly watch it as it goes up.
1: It has a skin. You have to put this skin over or it voids the warranty. But it is a very, very thin, stretchy skin. And I'm really surprised at how well the Braille shows up through that skin
0: and that covers the cells so it doesn't you know so if you get if you got the watch wet you wouldn't want the cells to get wet and so they have this it's almost as thin as a little piece of paper a little thinner maybe and that keeps the uh cells from getting wet
3: because your hands might be wet or anything something like that
1: yeah i and wouldn't you, say it's waterproof but the skin does make it water resistant
3: i was gonna say would the oil from your fingers cause problems with the cells too dave i'm, I'm assuming that skin protects the cells from some of that happening yes it does, right?
0: and, and dust and and the battery will, it is a rechargeable, battery will last approximately 10 days before you have to recharge it. And
1: you can wow. see the battery status not only on the watch, but on your phone, which is kind of way nice. better than the Apple Watch. Yeah. Well, the Apple Watch is fine, but it focuses so much on fitness, and that's not a bad thing necessarily, but if it depends on what you want your watch to do.
3: But you say the watch vibrates. So if you were asleep, you, you might not hear it. If, and you put the watch, let's say, at your night table. You wouldn't necessarily, You might not hear it vibrate. Is there an audible alarm as well?
0: No. No. But but you can set the intensity of the vibration. And um, well, like mine went off this morning. And I had my arm underneath the pillow. And I wasn't really even near my pillow when I, I heard it vibrate. So it's it's loud enough that you can hear it.
1: I would be but doing- we wear it. At yeah. night, too. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt it.
2: Hmm. Sounds like a very, very interesting concept.
1: Um, I like it. I've never seen anything quite like it.
3: Is the battery easy to change? I figured you probably you probably screwed around with it, David. Look no, it's
0: like, it's, like, it's, it's uh, rechargeable. It's a, one of those polymer lithium polymer batteries
1: it says it's uh, in the manual it says it's not replaceable now i don't know if that's true
3: now Dave, they you know, you say but- that because they don't want you to mess with it <laughs> i was gonna say i figured if there was a problem with the battery you'd probably figure a way to figure out how it works yeah <laughs> you always do <laughs> yeah But uh, Chris will kill you if you do it now. Don't don't do that. (laughs) They
1: are coming out with some different kinds of bands. The band that's on it right now is a metal band, and it's nice. It really is, but it is magnetic. It has a little magnet on the end, and you push it up through one side of the watch. It's attached to the other side, but you push it up through the other side of the watch. There's a slot. You push it up through and pull it down over, and there's a magnet. That sticks to the band and makes it very very adjustable and they are coming out with new bands they say um, but to replace the band you'll have to buy one from them because it takes a special tool which they will send with the replacement band
2: that's is pretty amazing you can, korea, you can, isn't it dave what's that it's a company out of korea
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, it's out of Seoul, South Korea. Uh, The only way you can really contact them that we have found, there is a phone number, but it doesn't seem to work here. Maybe it's because I don't have the right code. I don't know. But the only way we could contact them is through email, but they're very responsive.
2: If anybody has any comments and they don't want to dial in, Mm -hmm. they can send an email to me at bill at org or request at legendoldies.com. You can uh, send an email or send an email. You can um, call into our request line. That's probably the best way to do it. 800 595 Press option 1, 2. Doesn't really matter. We'll get it anyway and we'll play your recording on the air or you can uh, email us whatever if if you want to chime in on this um topic and um, and
3: chris the oh i'm sorry bill no go ahead jeff chris the country code for korea is plus 82 it's 82 if you ever have to call right
1: that that is in their phone number but for whatever reason i can't seem to get it to work
3: I think you have to put a zero in. You got to put 011 first, and then the then eighty two. Oh,
1: that's that why it. I <laughs> couldn't get it to work. But it doesn't matter because there's something like what is it, Dave? It's um, like
3: nineteen
0: hours ahead of us.
1: They're way ahead of us. So when you write, you, it's probably going to be the middle of the night there.
0: Uh, you do have mm-hmm. to download the uh, the Dot Watch app because that you have to have that on your phone, and then you can you can go into the phone and and it's got uh, for example we have regular braille or what is it u ueb ueb yeah ueb braille um, so or you can set the watches as a clock so you know where if you don't want to use any of that stuff and uh pretty amazing
1: like right now it's 11 something <laughs> in seoul south korea pm so you got to remember that when you email them it's probably the middle of the night there so it will take some time but the very next business day there they do get back to you
3: very good Well we have a, uh, ellen has uh, her hand raised so you want to want, yeah, I'll, sure, I'll put her ahead. in here go ahead ellen good morning everybody i'm just
9: curious um, if one wanted to purchase one of these watches, how m- uh, do you know what the prices are?
1: The price is, if you find the coupon, it's $199. Oh, okay. But you got to okay, remember that the- those refreshable Braille cells are kind of expensive. Whether they should be or not, they are.
9: Okay, so I just go to the web their website and look you around go and to there the and
1: website it, and you I think you click on buy now and if you look all, all the way down the page there's a coupon and you can hit apply.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it puts a coupon in way, for you. Go ahead, Alan.
9: No, but. <laughs> By the way, we um uh, it's gonna be a little on the cool side today weather wise. Um and then we spent our Christmas at my sister's house. So that's going kinda cool.
2: That is cool, um that that you got to do that. Um Yeah, so-
9: it is nice because um they've been living here uh, my my sister, my brother in law and my mom have been living here. For about a year now, so that's not
2: that is a a good that that's good that yeah. that you can well, do
3: that. I'm glad you had a good holiday, Ellen, and i hope that you and jo- you and Joe got exactly what you guys wanted for the holidays.
9: Yeah, in fact, um, we're not through with the shopping part of it because um, we got a couple one more gift card that we're gonna.
2: And we're going to use them, so that'll be pretty good. Yeah, that's um, that's good. You know, if fortunately, with being able to use IRA this year, it made shipping things a little bit easier because some of the post office website is not as you would think. I don't want to go on a rant here, but you would think the government website would be a little more accessible and all the check boxes would work and to do as expected but it doesn't happen that way and it's a good thing for a third-party service that can come in and help you get that done so you could have shipped out your packages or do those types of things and not that we're working for ira but i think there's only about one or two more days left in the shopping promo so if
3: uh, it ends on the ninth bill uh, I believe you get 30 minutes of, of time if you don't have IRA they'll, they'll, they'll help you do some shopping on the web and stuff like that that's what I right. read that's, I got a notification uh, on my phone yesterday about it
2: That you know that's a good thing I read an article here about how over the next decade we talk about the future of how can they make websites more accessible because What is it, one-third of the people will never or have never had access to a computer. They can't use a computer. Is there a possible way that websites or a... I think they they want to develop a technology not depending upon individual companies like the stero or whatever it's called and Microsoft and NVDA or whatever to provide the whole solution they want to provide a solution that would work with any type of a reader or whatever the case may be and maybe michael is still here i don't know but
5: well i think the panacea we hoped that voice was going to do that but it's not taking off as well as they'd hope but part of that is because you don't want a lot of any margin of error when you're shopping if it doesn't understand what you're asking for you're kind of done with it and you just go to the web if you have that capability so now people at google are saying and this is what i don't understand they're saying voice is not going to be that big and there's new technologies but they're more image related so i'm not understanding exactly what that is or that's not going to be of great help to us Uh, my hope is that voice improves and that definitely people can Make recurring purchases, but getting the intelligence in it. But the problem is, it could be better. But companies are trying to get you to buy things that you don't necessarily want to buy. Instead of just processing your request and getting you the item. If I say I want a RCA uh, HD FM antenna, you know, but it's going to offer you things that aren't exactly what you want, and you're not going to mess with it. If there's any shadow of doubt in your mind. So, but I do think that's. That's the portal, you know. Uh, over the holiday season, we saw a rise, all-time record for online shopping. I've uh, been people grabbing their iPhones now, which is something I was a late adopter. I, quite a few years, did not purchase anything that way. So,
2: I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. They they talk about this new technology, and you know, well, no one knows. They're testing.
5: I mean,
3: it's- well, it's killing the shopping mall, Mike. I happen to be with my daughter at a shopping mall here in Albany, and one of the big ones and it was i mean i'm not gonna say that people weren't there but it wasn't packed
2: no it w- it w- uh, but it's a time of the year too jeff because but you know
1: what the shopping malls honestly if you look back maybe not as quickly but they were dying before smartphones
3: oh they they were chris i i, I totally and now they're also operating in different ways. In, the, in other words, when big stores leave, they're, they're putting amusements in the malls. Like we have a bowling alley in our shopping mall. They're, they're putting different kinds of things in the mall to make it more usable so people, to, to make, even if they don't want to shop initially, there are other things that, that you could do in the mall. Now oh. that, they're, that, that that's changing the whole life of the shopping mall these days.
2: It, it, it happened. I mean, yeah. it changed. Go ahead, Jenny.
6: A lot of it changed with on, when people started shopping online and not having to pay taxes and they got things cheaper and people were going going to the shopping center to see the thing to see if they wanted to buy it. And then they'd go online and buy it and get it cheaper than what the store had it. I mean, mm. they can't compete with that.
2: You know, I, I I'm at a dilemma right now. I'm got a couple clients who want custom built computers or you know a specialized computer they don't want something they can go to best buys and or walmart or wherever and pick up a computer and what i'm noticing is there's either a very high end most computers are for gamers and it's a lot more difficult to find websites who will design computers yeah we can get somebody maybe locally to build one maybe but then maybe you get some person and you don't get the guarantees or the things that if you put that much money into a computer so if anybody's got any suggested we've got a couple the one that that Mike used out of what is it, Puget systems. Um a good place to where you can um configure a computer. Someone may not want to go as expensive as Puget Sounds. Right, uh, there's
5: other ones and they're kinda neat, like the configurators you can go in and choose and just see what things cost and build different machines and say, Well I don't wanna that's a little too high, I want to pay two hundred less and then go see what's eating up the cost there's also TigerDirect.com if they're still out there and MagicMicro.com over in ohio like i said there even if you don't buy from them it's just neat to see what components
2: are out there right. and what well, things well,
5: cost to understand and you help. know
2: what, what what they've got it used to be the you could go to dell you could go to gateway you probably can still go to dell if you can get through and um speak to anybody uh it used but, to be one of their missions Let's help you build a computer, and you'd talk to somebody over the phone, and they would configure this and that, and, you know. And but with
3: I don't even know if Gateway's still in business anymore.
2: <laughs> I don't think they are, but with phones
5: and tablets, you're, like you said, it's business and gamers, and then there's individuals. But really, someone needs to think today that with the computers have, you know... You can get a very economical desktop and it has eight USB ports. Then you modularize. That's the way the technology is going. So you just add the components you want, but instead of putting them inside the case, you just have them connected. You could, you could have multiple sound cards. I have four sound cards on my machine. You could have two or three hard drives. So, But you have all the same functionality, but you have them as individual pieces that you can plug and unplug. And wow. that way, if something goes bad, you don't have to go and have the whole machine repaired because it's an external. And that's really. I would say the way that people out there that want to have more than one sound card and more than one, you know, couple hard drives, multi terabytes, that's really a smarter way to approach it.
3: You have yeah. now you have multiple sound cards. Are they, are they USB cards or are they internal ones, Mike?
5: Uh, I have a couple of internal ones, but I'm saying my point is that I have some external ones as well. The one I'm using talking to you on is an external. And with new, you know, even affordable computers having eight USB ports, you have the ability to, like I said, you're hard drives and sound cards and have everything outside of the machine which, uh, you know or today you give thought to a laptop Laptops well I, I
2: just got a laptop i just a brand new one i configured for nancy in milwaukee this laptop i got it right before christmas it has a solid state drive which is a very fast booting drive uh with 500 and you know it's got plenty of memory on the solid state drive but also built into the same laptop didn't make the it also has a one terabyte spinning drive where she can store all her music or information and this is a computer weighs a little over three pounds and i got this one on a special but it's not that much higher the only thing it doesn't have is a touch screen but not many visually impaired people are going to use This touch screen and they're not that really great on computers anyway, and this computer under four hundred dollars and this is a great computer from HP, a great computer, and it didn't take that long to set it up and you know you can use the USB ports or you you can put a um, a hub on it but um, you know there's just just a lot of um, um, but there's not as many as as I used to see there are just these big gamers and that's majority what people are doing with desktops now anyway and you know for offices of course probably but you don't find as many but Mike those refurb what do they call them what's that word they use maybe not refurb re Reconditioned, maybe uh, something. Yeah, you can get, oh, Ed for Ed design, for you can get computers at Amazon. You can get a good computer, a good desktop computer, for a little over two hundred dollars. That's right. Yeah, and the only thing
3: sh- I did with my computer is I wish I had done it when I bought my computer back when I bought it. Is that I should have gotten the tray so I could I could re- remove the hard drives and, and swap out drives and stuff like that. And I right. can still do that because my machine is meant for it. So, and I bought for for, for expansion. So. uh I may end up up doing that at some point and putting a a solid-state drive into my operating system, so I may do that
2: and image the machine. Yeah, what they've told us is, before you go out and buy yourself a big, fancy computer, there's two things that will enhance your computer's performance, and one is, to, if possible, to add more memory, and the second one, and probably the most important, is to have a solid-state drive because they are much, much cheaper now. That really enhances the performance of your computer. I think we got Tim. Maybe he's been muted. Yeah,
3: he's raised, he's raised his hand. So let me.
2: Unmute, Tim.
3: Go ahead, Tim. Yep. Somehow I got muted. I don't know.
2: It was on the design, me. Tim.
4: Yeah, it wouldn't let me unmute. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah I'm... Kind of thinking about the new computer deal because of uh, well, because of the Windows Seven deal and all that. But.
2: Yeah, so in a couple of weeks, probably a week or two, w- with the Windows Seven, your computer will still operate, but you'll get this banner every time it comes up. You now yeah, next your, Tuesday, the
5: fourteenth yeah. is the last day for Windows Seven. Right, support. so now, I would
4: bet you could turn off updates and that banner would go away, but I'm just guessing.
3: But the biggest problem you're going to have, Tim, is that they if if with Windows Seven, if it, if you're going to continue to use it, you won't get the security updates and some of that stuff. That that may be your issue. Am I correct, Mike,
5: on that one? Yes, you will no longer get any security updates. And if you are a business, <laughs> you will be liable if you take credit card transactions or something, and anything goes wrong, you will be liable for using Windows Seven. It,
3: well, I won't <laughs> give, I won't give Tim my credit card. Don't worry oh, about yeah. that, Mike. Well, the only thing
4: I use that machine for is broadcasting.
5: So. Well. You know,
2: you could probably problems, get by with that. I don't know that...
4: Um, yeah, I, I mean, don't... I would probably take... Well, I don't know if Dropbox might be a problem, though.
5: <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little concerned. I mean, if we end up going to war i think one of the next wars could involve a lot of cyber warfare and things being done online so well, they've already well, fell all the, dro- you know.
3: all the dropbox servers are secure i mean they're htgbs stuff and i i believe they're secure i mean i wouldn't be sure about that but i hope they are i would hope they are well hopefully they don't
6: they don't shut down all the computers we know what would happen then don't we mike
2: yes we do we do and i'm telling you what they're already started conflicted copies are taking over my computer now <laughs> dropbox it's it's conflicted copies but seriously but th- there are there other options out there and one of my questions i get was well if you know i can go to walmart and get this computer real cheap but that's exactly what you get unless You know, because if you want something specialized or specially done, that's when your expense comes in. When you want dual sound cards or you want dual ways and, you know, but everybody is different. So everybody's needs are different. So you have to make sure that you're in tune with that person you're working with to get their computer as to what. They specifically use that computer for and what they're more comfortable with. Um, The only thing that I don't... I'm not real wild about laptops is some laptops, the keyboards, I really don't like as well. Um, Now, that's just me. Uh, I don't like
6: the feel of the ports. I don't think they feel that strong. Like You always think you're going to break something off in there after a while.
3: I think it depends on the laptop you buy, Jennifer. So I mean, and, and again, laptops aren't as heavy duty as the desktops. I I ran my laptop twenty four seven, and it, it worked okay. It was not a problem. But at some point, I always got the impression that when you when you run a laptop like that, it doesn't it doesn't hold up as well. But I could be wrong on that. And maybe today they're made a lot better than they used no, to. No,
5: I I wouldn't. If you want to run twenty four seven, I would not use a laptop for that. It's not that was not its design purpose. And eventually, you're going to destroy the battery or. You know that if you're twenty four seven, you don't turn it off or plan or prefer not to turn off the machine, then you should go with a desktop.
3: Yeah, and one of the things I have is the water cool pump, and I had one that was defective, but every but ever since that was replaced, and that was a year after I bought the machine, everything is working fine, and it works, and I like it. It's quiet. It just seems to run, but eventually, like anything else, something is going to break on that thing. That, that what's going to what scares me is that the hard drive is going to go. So. That's that's why I'd like to swap out the hard drive with a solid state one at some point and image this one.
5: Well, you can do that. And image it now. Back it up. Back it up to an external USB drive. So at least you have your data. Because computers, they will tell people your hardware can be replaced. It's your data that you can't get back. So that's what that, you need to make sure that you have.
3: That, that. that's certainly true. And I think <laughs> Bill would tell you, you know, if, if he's going to build a computer for me, not, not necessarily me, but for anyone, what are you going to be using the computer for? You have to really know what you want the computer for. You may, if all you're going to do is email, you may not need a computer for that. You may, you may need, you know, maybe you could just do that with an iPhone or something very cheap. You don't need well, something expensive. But to unfortunately, do that.
2: a lot of people cannot use an iPhone, so that's not a real option for them. So you, you just sometimes you just have to dig a little bit deeper. Hey, Mike, what we're going to put you on the spot for just a moment. Are you ready to get on the hot seat for all just right. a moment? I want you to tell me in two or three minutes or less exactly what your company is and does. Because we have <clears throat> listeners at a pretty good platform here. Can you tell me in two or three minutes, if I walk up to you, exactly what it is that Effective Solutions does? Well, good. I have to do this in a couple
5: hours anyway. So, Yep, my business, Effective Solutions, builds websites... We focus on accessibility, so we'll build for any industry. But we, our clients are primarily blindness organizations and radio stations because we know those industries. And I say we because uh, I have a partially sighted gentleman that I work with by the name of Ryan Bailey who does all the visual design. So, and I focus on the content, you know, copywriting and social media and all those things. But we build websites. And then upon request, we do audio and video services uh, and they're simple level is the work I do for Bill, just embedding the podcast so people can listen to those, launch them from the websites, get the RSS feeds. Uh, we do uh, some marketing services. We interface with Facebook, Twitter, and we have the capability for Instagram if anyone wants to use it so that you can post to those forums and get people to go back to your website uh, because... A website without marketing doesn't do you a lot of good, but if you let people know what you do on social media, then go to your website and then finish the deal. But so, like I said, we have blindness organizations, so we make sure they're annual conventions that uh, people can register for them online. And if they can't attend, they can listen live to the streaming audio, and then we uh, work to get the audio archived uh, for later listening. And so, we do websites and various audio services. Uh, Ryan does. Logos, graphic design. So, if you have a business or nonprofit organization, you need some visual eye candy, as we all need in the real world. Uh, we can create a logo that represents the image that you're uh, trying to promote. So, basically, we are. As they have just updated the website, we are websites, uh, broadcasting and audio video services. So, anything in that space. Uh, we like to help people. Uh, we. So how do we get a hold of you? Well, you go to the website, myeffectivesolutions.com, and you can use the contact form there. Or just email info at myeffectivesolutions.com. My actual phone number is on there if you want to talk. I like to talk to people and really get a vibe of what they're trying to accomplish, how serious they are. Because so I really want to focus on clients that are serious about it. I get a lot of tire kickers. They're just trying to get prices. And,
2: but, well, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, you can't blame them for that. They're just shopping around, finding what... What option maybe works best for them well what I mean is they don't really know what they want right well and and that's understandable too Mike because you know this is maybe the first time or maybe they're representing their agency (laughs) they don't know what they need that's your job to convince them or to help them find what they exactly need you if they were geniuses they'd be building the websites themselves you know? exactly but i love working with them to
5: figure out what they want to do right and help them make that happen
2: right. that's right that's our strength so whenever i work with somebody i don't that i know any more than them but maybe i can help them get to that point but it's um you know so we just hope we can get you some more business but legend oldies is powered that way i've done the alumni website have we done another one Let's see, alumni, ACB know, of
6: Indiana. Uh, yeah, do
2: ACB and NFB both of
5: Indiana and the NFB news line and the Workers for the Blind in Fort Wayne and the alumni. So I am kind of the blindness resource for websites in the state of Indiana. So we're we're very proud of that, and uh, we'll uh, probably be taking on Alaska and some other entities pretty soon. We have some radio stations also in Maryland and West Virginia. So. It looks kind of weird to put it on a website that we specialize in websites for broadcasters and blindness organizations, but that's our niches, and that's what I've learned from listening to podcasts and other people. Don't try to go out and do everything to be everything to everyone, and try to do lawyer websites and insurance. Focus on what you know, and then it helps. When I talk to those people, they know I understand their industry.
2: One of the organizations that we're interested in sending over to you is uh, the Lions Club. Um... You know, these, these organizations need websites. I know we're coming up with our 75th anniversary here at the Southport Lions Club. And they're having people mail checks to individuals to register for their uh, our big anniversary dinner. Well, if they had a website, people would just go out there, click, 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 like we do for the alumni. Those things are done. They're captured. They're done. And then off we go. You don't have to wait. There's not an effective way of spreading the communication, really. You know, by mail or by word. And a, a newsletter is not always the most effective way. So um when Dave and Chris told me the story and i guess i hope you don't mind me telling this one dave and chris about when you had your business that nobody could find your website
1: right we had somebody make us a website somebody who supposed to know what they're doing but apparently didn't and we found it because we happened to know the address but we searched for it as if we were someone who didn't know our name and were just looking for certain products and we couldn't find it we couldn't even find our own website
5: well yeah. So, yeah there's a couple a couple things that come into play there one of which is you have to build into what's called search engine optimization so that that you use the right keywords and you make sure you're indexed with google and other entities so that they can find you but also they give priority to those who they feel generate and create news and other people link to so it helps to write a few blog posts you know just write like a how-to article or something like that or get people to click over from a facebook post to your website and that's how the search engines rank you as being more relevant
1: right and what they told us or what he told us was that well this was back in 2010 and he said well the more the more hits you get, you know, the 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 more it might show up. Um, so we tried hitting it some and getting some people to hit it some, and it just nothing seemed to work. I
2: don't know because he didn't do it right. Part of the well, well, I that's aren't, they, aren't the right.
3: keywords embedded in the HTML code to get it to a search engine? Mike, I've seen HTML code that has keywords this and that and stuff like
5: that. Uh, that was kind of get ignored anymore because a lot of people do that. They put words in there that aren't really relevant to try to falsely uh, improve their search rankings. So using good titles, all tags, all the things that promote accessibility also help your search ranking. So when, when a company says, we don't think accessibility is that important, either a business or a website, you know, someone building them a website for their business and they say accessibility is not important. They're missing the point. It's all relative and good accessibility improves your search ranking.
2: There are no question or doubt about it. I know one company, I will not go to that company's web. I will not patronize them for pizza. And I don't have to say any more. If they don't think that we're important or, you know, they fight that hard to, to not be accessible, well, then I don't need their business. Um, you know, Well, aren't there,
6: like, this? if you're designing a website, aren't there places that you can go that would automatically tell you how to make it accessible, like in WordPress? Well, there, or there are, that are that actually,
3: uh, Jennifer, there are actually utilities. We used one, and I'm, I'm sure it's still relevant today, but we use one called AccVerify, A-C-C-V-E-R-I-F-Y, and it would tell you if your website was accessible. It would tell you if your HTML tags were proper. It would tell you if you had all tags proper. What it doesn't do, it doesn't take care of the manual testing that you have to do. So it doesn't tell you if the label that you gave to a form element, like if you're filling out a form that needs fields to be filled in. It doesn't tell you that, that you really need someone who can visually and check the site with screen reading software. That's what I did for a living for 10 years in my state service with New York State. Mike, and you, you've, I don't know if you've used any of them. Have you used things like Bobby and any, anything like that to do your website? Well, just, those
5: stuff, unfortunately, times change and all those things, you really don't not, see as not, being not, top of the game anymore. There's a Specifically, when talking talk WordPress, there's something called Web Accessibility Help and you install it. But if someone will tell you, if a site's not built right in the first place, you can't just find something that'll fix all that. It'll tell you what things are wrong and you still, as you said, have to go back and manually, get in there and fix it. And that's why I honestly won't... Take over someone else's site. If, if, if someone wants a website for me, we will build it from the ground up, we'll use whatever relevant information they have, uh, their texts and, and their documents and everything. Uh, and that's a whole other thing, making your documents accessible. But, so we build it from the ground up. And I have to say, and I, I, don't, I don't like to brag about it because I wish this were not the case, but actually, my results when it comes to ACB and NFB, oftentimes the sites I've built for Indiana will show up above national.
2: that's that's something i mean we've had that issue i used to pay several hundred dollars a month when we were doing our business for the google search and if it had been organically done and done the right way the first time we may not have been doing that you know that's um you know that that's a big part of it um you know i always tell the story about one time I turned on the search for the billsparks.org, at that time was the radio lookup. And then came along the day of nine eleven, and people were searching, and it maxed out my credit card in just an hour. That's how quick. I mean, it racked up hundreds of dollars in search engine charges in just that little bit. So I <laughs> always will remember that. But i go back to dave and chris and if those things are done correctly the first time you know that you know that's just one part of the strategy but that's very very good anybody else have anything this first hour before we bring this to a wrap-up and do an award-winning demo i've never seen everybody so quiet um So quiet. So, what we're going to do, I think, here is we're going to do what we have to do for uh, Live 365 so we can get our spots in and make ourselves halfway legal. And then we're going to do a demo that's been a little updated, but that we've been getting some requests for. So, Dave and Chris, you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? This is
1: a food saver. It's the latest one we purchased. Now, I will tell you the price in the demo is not correct. We did not update it really that much because the phone number was fine and all that. But the price is now 259 for this particular food saver. Now, we got it on a pretty good deal um, a year ago, you can get food savers for all kinds of prices. So if this one doesn't meet your price needs, they have a lot of them out there, and they're pretty much all accessible as far as I can tell. I've not seen a touchscreen one. Now, this one, the reason it's more expensive is I was having some problems after I sealed five or six or seven bags with it having to cool down before it would seal any more for me and that was not really a deal breaker but it was annoying because when I buy from Sam's I might buy you know 10 or 12 pounds of hamburger and some steaks and some pork chops and everything needs to be sealed I might buy some chicken and I might want to do 15 or 20 bags and it wasn't doing that for me so i called and this is a little bit more leaning toward the pro model so i say that to say that if you don't need that if you just want a basic food saver they have all kinds i've seen them from 79 dollars on up and we didn't actually get the most expensive one either
2: so they're all prices They're all pricing. If you do a lot of food saving, this may be great. for. I even saw one at $49. Yeah,
1: Uh, and and somebody may have made a New Year's resolution not to waste so much, and this will really help with that because it keeps things in the freezer much, much longer than regular Ziploc bags, even the heavy ones.
2: You know, and how those things, you, you know, you buy these Ziploc bags at the store. I say Ziploc, I mean that not in a generic way, but these storage bags, I think that might be a better way to put it instead of, because we associate, it's kind of like Google was searching. But you associate these type of things, and that's how you say it, but not all storage bags are equal. Okay. You've got and more. I do
1: actually buy Ziploc brand, and I do actually buy the heavy
2: freezer ones, but they're still not as good. Right? There, you know, things can can change. You might get somebody and says, "Well, I see these from Great Value or whatever, you know, a generic brand is, and that may work fine for them, but they're probably not going to give you the same mileage as a more heavy duty." back and that um and Jennifer had this toilet paper thing before we go real quick. She had that beat a long time ago. She has one of those rollers in the bathroom that you can put several rolls in. So um she just has it done but she just doesn't have a robot. Isn't that right, Jennifer? <laughs>
7: yeah that's true.
2: Right. So you you've got that concept down. Well without had that for, one
6: for a while now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Without further ado, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about marking a stove oven with something that's went wrong. Here we go. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets.
5: And they all have one thing in common.
0: Hello everyone. Well, today we are going to demonstrate a brand new food sealer. Chris got this uh, for Christmas and uh, this one is pretty much automatic. It's a great unit. And um, the first thing I will do is have Chris give you the information about this product.
1: Okay, the reason we got a new Food Saver is mine was getting hot after about four bags, and I wanted one that would seal more than that. So we called the company, and I told them what the problem was. This one is supposed to make 30 bags.
0: So uh, Without overheating. Yeah,
1: without overheating, because when it overheats, you have to stop for like 10 minutes and wait for it to cool off. Anyway, this is a Food Saver brand. It is called... Two-in-one, $5,800. It is, uh, let's see, we purchased it from Food Saver by phone. And the deal we got on it, I, I, I can't say for sure what the price is going to be if you call. At the time we bought it, it was $119.99. It's a two-in-one automatic bag making Is is how they define it. And uh, stop. I got a phone number for them, it is 877 777. Eight zero four two. That's 777 seven. Eight zero four two. Or you can go to Food Saver. That's F O O D S A V E R dot com. and they have all kinds of Food Savers. I mean, they have everything from the little portable ones to really big ones that do sixty seals or sixty bags.
0: Well, we have taken this unit out of the box, and we are going to see if we can make this thing work.
1: I will tell you that when we ordered it, the lady was really, really good. I got her to go get one and read me the buttons in the order that we needed them. So we already had the button layout.
0: So the trick was... She got it before Christmas, but I wouldn't let her open it until Christmas. So So now, uh, we are about to find out if this unit really does work. So, we have the unit out of the box, and it, first of all, the dimensions of the unit is 19 inches left to right, or right to left, it's 7 inches from front to back, and it's at the highest point nine inches high. Now they make uh, different size uh, rolls. Um, this unit will take both uh, widths of bags.
1: And of course, you can make them as long as you want to. Right. Or you can buy the pre-made bags or the Ziploc bags, the zipper type, and it it does have an accessory attachment built in, and we'll get to that.
0: Okay. Now, if I lift the unit up and I look at the bottom, the cord, the power cord is wrapped around these little their little like fins like and the the cord is is wrapped around that so you can store it you know so you don't have the cord sticking out all over the place so the first thing we're going to unwrap the cord which I've already done and it has a little notch
1: in the back so it can slip in there and so the machine will actually set level
0: right (coughs) so I have the uh, cord unwrapped and I have the unit plugged into the wall um now, the outside of the unit is is like a plastic, so there's no way to get shocked on this unit. It's perfectly safe. Nothing, you can't cut your fingers, you can't do anything that you can harm yourself. Unless with. you drop it on your foot. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to drop it on your foot. <laughs> anyway, so now that we have the dimensions, I'm gonna take my hand, I have it, Uh, sitting on the table and uh, I've got, there's a a big display across the front it's sort of a display as well as a a door and um, I've got that facing me so the highest point is at the very top of the unit and it slants down towards the back of the unit this is at the top of the unit and the reason for that is, I'll get to in a, in a minute. That is so you can open this up um, because you put your bag, your rolls of bags, into the unit. So, okay. So we know that it slants from front to back, down towards the back. The highest point being at the front. So if I bring my hands clear down about well it's almost exactly halfway down there's a little oh it's like a little handle sort of thing that sticks out and you take your fingers on the underside of the handle and you sort of push up on it and that allows you to open that whole piece that was the display and and the door and inside is where you put you will find um a place it's like a an, almost like a little tray like and you put your roll of bags in there that's what they refer to as bag storage and you want to put the roll in so that the so that when you unroll it it's unrolling from the top of the roll instead of underneath allows the unit to pull out the bags smoothly because if you if you have it unroll the bag underneath it kind of slows the machine down and so we do have i do have a roll of bags in the in the unit and um, what you do is you (coughs) you you pull the the bag on the roll until you'll see um, like a little round uh, roller, uh, and you bring the bag down so that it pull it down till it just comes down against the there's a flat ridge on the on the sealer, and just pull the bag down till it just touches that ridge. If you need any more than that, you can you can actually pull it out, and then you close, grab a hold of the top, and close it.
1: If you feel better about seeing the bag come out, I mean, if you feel better about being able to touch it and know that it's out, you can pull it out a little more.
0: All right. So we got a roll in there. And... uh you will also you'll see a um, if you take your hands down clear down towards the bottom of the front of the unit. There's a slot that goes the whole way from left to right or right to left. And <clears throat> once you make your bags and you want to you're ready to um, to do whatever you want to do with them to seal them or vacuum seal them or you know whatever the case may be. You would put the end of the bag that is not sealed into that slot and then you would press the buttons and that will take your bag into the unit, vacuum it and seal it and cut it. You can do all of that with this thing without having to touch the bag now the first thing i'm going to do is describe to you the button layout this does have tactile buttons and they are big buttons they're sort of uh uh rectangular yeah they're long and skinny they're long and skinny not real long but long enough and you, you can't miss these buttons that's for sure so i'm going to stop start at the top right Um, i am clear over on the right-hand side on the front, going up and down. I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to find the top button. The top button is your power button. Of course, we know what that does. The next button down is dispense. Now, what that is is if you hold that dispense button in that pulls you know depending you you want to decide what size bag that you want to cut so you would hold that button in until you get the size bag that you want then you would um, cut the bag by pressing another button and we'll get to that shortly because the next button down is rewind. So if you have, if you were using that dispense button and you and you put the bag out too far and you decided you didn't want that much you use the rewind button and you hold that in until you get the, the uh, bag back into the machine to the size that you want. And let's see, the next button down is seal and cut. So the idea is, you want to make a bag so that um, so that you can put your stuff in, and then you're gonna you're gonna seal it. You're actually sealing it twice. So we had uh, I, I had explained that you press the dispense button until you uh, until you get the size of the bag that you want, and then you come down to this seal and cut button, which is the one two. Three, fourth button down on the right hand side, and you would uh, press that button, and it'll make uh, the unit will make some noise, and then it will seal one end of that bag, and then it will cut it.
1: Be aware that when you're counting the buttons down, the power button is set just a little bit, just slightly, apart from the other buttons. So you'll have power, and then you'll come down just a little bit before you get to the other three, and they're right in a row.
0: And then there's another space, and then the last two. So you have the seal and cut button, and then there will be another space.
1: Progress is written right there. I I guess it's a progress bars or something. I'm not sure, but progress is what's
0: written there. And you're and you're going to come down to the next button down, which is one, two, three, four, space, big space, five, six. Uh, yeah. Seven, so it'd be the seventh button down, and it says "seal now." And you would, you would um, mm-hmm. press the "seal now" button, and that'll seal that that bag.
1: That's actually.
0: seal now is actually the fifth button down. guess I counted wrong.
1: You have the four at the top. You've got the power and the next three and then a big space and then seal now.
0: Okay, and then the bottom button on the right is cancel. So if you start something and you decide you didn't want to do it you just press that button. Okay, now we're going to move over to the left-hand side of the unit because another feature that this unit has Uh, This unit came with some containers. They're like plastic containers, and they have a little circle on the bottom or on the top of the container, and there are two buttons on the very left-hand side on the front. And then right below it is a that's like a little cylinder, and it's got a hose attached to it. It's it recoils by itself.
1: The cylinder stands up.
0: The, c- the cylinder is standing up, and there's a little thing you can put your finger in to pull out this unit. And what you would do is you put it, what you put your stuff into this container, and then um, and then you would hold this cylinder against the circle on the top of the container and press the vacuum button and it will it literally suck all that uh, the air out of that container and actually seal that plastic it's, it's container. It's also
1: for marinating.
0: Yeah, it's also for marinating. So if we start with the buttons on the left hand side, the first button at the top is vacuum seal and the button underneath it is marinate and then of course the accessory unit is is the cylinder that I was just talking about and that takes care of everything on the unit itself. Now one thing I did want to mention with the seal now button what that's for if if you have a bag and you don't want to vacuum seal it but you just want to seal the bag
1: maybe it's something soft like rolls or donuts or I don't know whatever
0: right you can just use the seal now and it won't it won't, it won't suck all the air out of the out of the bag it'll just seal it So, I'm going to switch places here, and I will let Chris over here, and I will take my recorder and knock Chris over.
1: (laughs) So now, we have some pork loin that we have made into... Center cut pork chops, basically. And um, we're doing this all the same day. But if you were listening last week, you probably heard the meat slicer one. So that's what we used to make the pork loin chops. Okay, so the power is on on this unit. I am going to press dispense, which is right under the power button. You'll hear it. about as much bag as I want so now I'm going to go down to the bottom button in this grouping which is actually the fourth button but it's the bottom one in this group and I'm going to press seal and cut and I'm just going to wait you keep waiting it's going to do one more thing I'm not doing anything I have a bag. Now I'm going to put...
0: Now that sealed one end of that bag, and it cut the bag off.
1: And I have a a, a kind of a long skinny bag, and I'm going to put three chops in there. Now I'm going to stick this bag in the bottom slot, and I'm going to stick it in, and I'm just going to wait. Stick it all the way in till it stops. (laughs) So it's going to stop and seal in a minute. Here it goes. It's going to seal now. I don't know what that noise is, but it always does that. Now you have to wait for the click. Oh no, it already did it. Yeah, okay. It already, did. it already clicked. Okay. And we have a sealed, vacuumed, a vacuum sealed bag.
0: And Chris just showed me the bag, and with the pork chops in it, and it, and it, it looks like you got it from the uh, grocery store. You know how, like when they seal stuff, and, it, and it's real tight against the, uh, the, the bag or whatever the package is that, that is sealed, is real tight in against those, so you can feel the impressions of the pork chops. (laughs) uh, Which is
1: nice if you're sealing something like chicken legs because you can actually feel that little bone at the end and you don't even have to label those. They're obviously chicken legs.
0: Now one thing about this unit is uh it's not as noisy as a lot of the uh, other units. It is a little bit especially with the vacuum yeah, part the of it. Yeah.
1: Vacuum seal is still a little noisy.
0: Because that that's actually a little compressor in there that and compressors they just make noise.
1: Right now they're still noisy. <laughs> Maybe one day they won't
0: be. So we wound up with our uh, slicer that we were t- Chris was talking about earlier. Um, we went ahead and finished sealing, um, putting on the uh, pork chops in the bags, and and um, they are they we, we wound up with about 36 pork chops. But 12 bags of three. And they're about we like them pretty thick
1: I like them thick because for one if you want to cut them and stuff them you still can
0: right so anyway um, that's how the unit works and of course when you're finished with it and, and as I said before it is an upright unit and on each side of the unit clear down at the bottom of the unit on the left side and the right side there's a opening sort of that you can put your fingers in so that you can you can pick this unit up like that because you don't want to try picking it up from the top because that's where the door is and that display so you don't want to pick it up from the top you want to pick it up from the bottom From the sides from each end and then uh, when when you're finished with the unit you just Flip the unit upside down, and you can put wind your cord up into uh, those uh, slots on the bottom of the unit. And when you do that, you sort of have to turn the cord a little bit sideways so it goes in, so it fits into the slot. And once it's into the slot, you just turn it. And that'll sort of keep that cord from coming out.
1: One thing we did not talk about on the bottom, anytime you do anything that's remotely wet, like meat, on the bottom there's a little handhold like you would find in a little maybe drawer. It's not a knob or anything. It's just a place where you put your fingers. You pull that... Out.
0: That's 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 a drip drip
1: tray, tray and you need to really pay attention to that and wash it.
0: I forgot the drip tray. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it'll get pretty smelly in there if you.
0: You can pull that. You can take it completely out.
1: Yeah, you can take it to the sink and you can wash it. In fact, I do all the time. I have always washed my drip trays with soapy water.
0: And you you really can't mess with this drip tray because it just. Uh, when you pull it out there's a, a big opening in there that goes from left to right and that's where all the stuff drips down in and it has like a rubber seal that goes around the whole way around that opening and then all you do is just wait, leave that is lots of times
1: I'll also wipe up in there if I see anything up in there
0: and it just goes back in like a drawer you just push it in till it stops and that's the end of that So now I will have Chris give you the information about the product one more time.
1: This is a Food Saver series. Uh, 5800 is is the series. And it's true model number. It's whole model number. Is F as in Frank? S as in Sierra. F as in Frank. S as in Sierra. S as in Sierra again. L is in Lima. Five six. I mean, sorry. Five eight six zero. Oh, that's F S F S S L five eight six zero oh, dash D T C. And we ordered this from FoodSaver.com You can go to their website at foodsaver, dot com, You can order it online, or you can order, you once you decide what model you want, you might even check Amazon's prices. Uh, Sam's also sells them, although they don't have a wide variety. You may call Food Saver at 877 777 8042, that's 877 777 8042. And they have all kinds of models, all kinds of price ranges. You just need to talk to them about exactly what you want.
0: We've had a few of these sealers in the past, and this one just, it just, Tops them all
9: they've all been
1: good, but this one just sort of blows the others away
0: it does, and it and as Chris said earlier um so a lot of the food savers uh units um you can only seal about. Four, maybe five, and if you're lucky, you might get six bags. And then you have to let it unit the unit rest because it'll shut itself down. And you got to wait about five minutes or so for the unit to cool down. Then you got to power it back up, and then go ahead and finish the jobs. So. But
1: if if you think about what you want, you know how many bags do you really want to make at a time? And I I shop at Sam's, so I make a good many. I might go to Sam's and get six pounds of hamburger or seven or eight or nine and I might get a big pork loin and I might get a big package of chicken. I want to be able to do a lot of sealing. You may or may not want the accessory hose built in Um You know, you just need to think about what you want, how much room you have. And if you call and talk to them, they're very, very good. Like I said, I called and I talked to the lady about what my problem was that I was having. And she gave me several other choices. And for the price, and, you know, we could have paid quite a bit more and got 60 SEALs. But I don't know that I really need 60 seals. I think 30 is plenty fine for what I'm doing. And um, like I said, for the price and for what I wanted, we decided to go with the 5860.
0: Okay. Well, as you could hear, the unit works. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. And one,
1: one more thing, be aware that it may, if you leave it unattended for a while, the power will shut down. So if nothing happens, check your power button.
0: So that's how the unit works. And as I said, um, you, as you could hear, the unit did what it's exactly what it's supposed to do, and we're really happy about that. So if you have any questions you can also you can always email bill sparks at bill at billsparks.org that's bill at billsparks.org
1: or if you have any comments or questions while we are live on the air you may reach us directly by dialing or calling 646-558-8656 that's 646 646- 5588656 when you're asked for the meeting ID enter 848725450 that's 848725450 press pound when you're asked for the user ID just press pound again and you will be in the Zoom room with us
0: All right, well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another Another exciting exciting demo.
2: Now, that's the part I look forward to each and every week, another exciting demo.
3: (laughs) Never know what's going to happen. I want to raid Chris's kitchen. That's what I want (laughs) to do.
2: That's that's it. I look (laughs) for a very exciting demo when you both do that together.
3: How do you how do you unseal these bags? I, if you've already done,
1: if it's not a zippered bag, you have to cut it with kitchen shears or scissors, or a letter opener. You can fold it. You can make a crease and just cut it with a letter opener if you want to.
3: Now, do you use your bags again after you've? Let, you, if you like, well, like I
1: do you- not. Uh, you can, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. They do tell you they're washable. I, I don't know. I guess it's just me. I'm not into washing Food Saver bags.
3: I, I would agree with you. Now, do, they all, do you all Do you use the pre... I know that they have the bags that you can make your own custom bags. Do you buy the pre-cut ones as well occasionally?
1: No. I buy the zipper bags sometimes and that's what the accessory hose is for. That's one thing it's for anyway. Um, I like the custom bags because sometimes I need a bigger one and sometimes I need a smaller one. And the pre-cut bags are fine, but often they don't
2: meet my needs. They will occasionally. Here's a question. I know Jerry's, we'll get to Jerry in just a second. But what label do you use to mark those or would one of those new things that weigh around or one of those dots would be good on there? What would be good to label those bags so you can mark them in the freezer
1: well anything where the adhesive sticks now what i use are the the adhesive dishwasher labels from envision america because i have found that they stick pretty well now the food saver bags a lot of them have a textured side and a smooth side and what i have discovered is if you put the adhesive tag on the textured side; it's a lot easier to feel to tell where it is.
3: And oh. what about Dymo tape? That that, that doesn't that seem doesn't to work
2: stick work. in and the freezer.
3: That's no. what I thought. No, it's I thought. it's I, I, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I tried doing that, with, and it just didn't. It did, not, it did not. work.
2: And Jeff, go ahead yeah. and let's bring Jerry in. Real All clean. right.
3: Hold, hold on a second. I'll get it. there. You go, Jerry. Uh, go ahead, Jerry.
7: Okay, firstly, Jeff, hope you had a great birthday. I'm going to write it down for next year so we remember. And uh, yeah, that that was a great question uh, Bill uh, had about uh, marking the stuff. Kind of reminds you when we used to work at the Blind Association in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Uh we did diet kits for the Indiana hospital where you put salt, pepper and sugar in a bag and uh they uh, and somebody sealed it. I did for a while. <laughs> Jerry did for a while. It kinda reminded me and of By that. the way, happy uh related happy mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah, okay. Thank there you. you go.
2: Well, very good and thanks. Uh Judy and Jerry. And, yeah, do you I'm use like the containers
3: a- do you use the canisters as well a lot, uh, Chris?
1: No, not really. I have some, but I don't use them much.
3: And, and do they do they have a bottle that comes with it? I, I, heard, I saw on QBC where they were talking about resealing bottles of wine with that thing. Uh, do, you, do you do that at all, or have any? No,
1: any... I've never seen anybody reseal with a Food Saver a bottle of wine. I did see a wine seal sealer on there. I don't know. You maybe you could. I don't know. We okay. don't drink
4: any wine and so i've got oh, i was just gonna say um sounds like quite a diet if you get a bag of salt sugar and
9: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> sorry judy and jerry yeah buddy.
2: Um, <laughs> we, we had a couple of questions um now what were my first oh okay let's see all right we had a situation last night that came up And is there any way to prevent this, or will one of those magic dots work for my oven? I didn't know um, a person in our household went to use the oven, thought she was putting it on warm at 225, when in essence it was almost 500. Well, the oven was smoking, and I had to get the pan out, and we had all kinds of Problems where I think it even melted the lock on the oven where you lock the oven. So I've prevented something, but is there any way that I can, pre- I guess, lock the oven permanently? But will one of these lock dots work for us to control the temperature on the oven since that turn dot seems to have been gone?
1: That will work? but what i think i would do is i would make a couple of o's on Brailleables because they stick better than Dymo tape because you can make them slightly larger and have more surface to stick and i would point one of the o's up and one of the o's down and it would be obvious then which arrow was gone if one left
2: yeah because th- this was this was a serious situation the
6: problem is, I wonder if she would be able to feel because I don't know how well she can feel things.
2: I don't know, but we know that I stepped in just in time because I thought, you know, we, we've got a real problem here, or um, how to stop that. You know, it, it was a real problem. We could have had a a serious situation here. It was so... And Dave, I don't think our fire alarm worked that it well. It wasn't
6: really smoking, smoking. You couldn't really smell it through the like a like a fire smoke. It was just getting. It would have eventually gone off, but the fire the fire alarm is in the hall is in the on the landing, so it wasn't going clear through the living room.
0: Like if you burnt something, yeah, you might want to you might want to put a smoke alarm downstairs.
2: Was that your bells
3: or our bells? No, that's, I think, uh, a delivery. Think. Oh,
2: but anyway... The other, the other thing
3: I'm worried about is, uh, you said that it damaged the handle that locks the oven and stuff like that. I'd be really worried about that one, Bill. Just, just you know, offhand. I'm not sure. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, you might want to have somebody check that oven, because there may be some problems there for that handle to get that hot. Yeah, really.
2: To, to get that out. I mean, it was... It was a, a situation where... Because I
3: have a self-cleaning oven. And what What is the temperature when that oven self-cleans? Is that 500 degrees or is it higher than uh, that guy? Some of it's around 600. That's touched, what I thought. And the, and the I, handle doesn't get hot on my self-cleaning oven. I mean, it's warm to the touch, but it's not so hot that it's going to melt the plastic handle off of my oven.
2: Right. But it it was, it was an issue that I had to deal with rather quickly, and there wasn't time to think, you know... It's one thing if supper was ruined, oh, well, you know, either order out or fix something else or just then. But at that time, you're not in even a mood to eat.
0: Where Um, did where was that stove purchased? I mean, was it recently?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, it came came here when we moved here. It was here when we moved here. It's one of those flat surface stoves, you know, with the,
3: the glass cooktop,
2: the glass cooktop on it.
0: Yeah, I think a good idea would be to have somebody check that out to make sure it's safe, because that just sounds really weird that it actually melted the handle on the stove.
6: Well, there's a big chunk out of it. I don't know if that happened before, and I never noticed it, but I don't think so.
1: The other thing you could do as far as marking, if you don't think she could feel that, you could use uh, maybe a square bump dot on one, been around on the other or different heights although the lower height seems to stick better so if you and did a lower profile square and a lower profile
2: circle and fortunately the 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 upper one is still on and it works just fine but that button over to the right that she turned on was the it was the um, what it it was the um, the automatic, the clean, automatic oven cleaning, I think. Because that's the only way I could figure it could get that hot. Sorry about that. but And right. I'm
6: surprised that would have even gone on if the oven wasn't locked. I thought it wasn't even supposed to turn it on unless the oven was actually locked. Our other one at the yeah. other house wouldn't come on We got a, uh, the oven was locked.
2: I got Bill in Chicago.
3: I got, I'm sorry, Jennifer. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please forgive me. Uh, let me get Bill in here. Go, go ahead, Bill.
8: Yeah. I'm going to ask you, Bill. Did she accidentally, I did one day, I caught it in time. Does yours, you've you got a double oven, right?
2: No, it's just one oven.
8: Just one oven? Yeah. Okay, she didn't turn on the broiler button, did she? Accidentally. Well, do you have a broiler in it? Because I did that one day and I caught it in time. I, I actually,
2: You know, uh, so it's mine, only, it would only be on the- speculation on our part as to what she yep. might have because we don't know yeah. all I'm just going to tell you is it was sizzling and it, the mitt was so hot I couldn't hold on to it
8: well that's not like she hit the broiler button because that would keep burning and burning and burning they don't shut off Where your oven, if it reached 500 degrees, it should shut the oven off
3: anyways, or even 450. Yeah, it it probably wasn't the self-clean either, Bill, because if it was self-clean, you you would not, if it it got to a certain temperature, you wouldn't be able to open the oven because it would be permanently locked.
1: Just for the record... 225, so that everybody knows that's too hot for warm. That's going to continue to kick cook your food. So you want oh, yeah, right. like 160 is a good option, or even 140 keeps it plenty hot. Yeah, well, I bet
8: she. I bet she turned on the broiler because the broiler just keeps running. In other words, you don't. Uh, All right, and when, well, I don't know,
9: you know who,
1: right.
6: I don't know who told her 225 even because that sounded hot to me, even to keep it warm. Well, but.
2: but. What I would do in a situation, maybe a little differently, she cooked her, what do they call those things? I don't even know what they call them. Some kind of...
6: country fried steak.
2: Steak in the oven, or she cooked that in the June, and that was fine. She took that out, put that over in the big oven, and that's when the problems began while she was cooking her fries in the June oven hair fryer. What I might do is walk over, I may have to... Put the an air fryer for her to, for her to pick something up, and I don't know, but I I was assigned the duty of watching for the food deliveries and or you know the groceries and but normally well, what, I
1: just do the company. what she did would have been okay except it she push the wrong button obviously
2: but like i said even 225 is way too warm for in fact what i might have done this you know french fries if they get too warm i mean if they get too that's the thing that cools off the quickest and they taste the worst when you try to warm them up anyway um it seems to me that what i might have done instead of doing the oven, might be just warm those things up or put them in the oven and let them, I don't know, I might have just done the microwave for a few seconds and warmed those, whatever they are, those country fried steaks, or I might have just that's what I would have done. What would you have done, Chris to keep them warm for the few minutes while the french fries were cooking
1: well in the june french fries do take about 15 minutes probably to get them the way you all like them right so i i probably would have done what she did but she needs to be more careful and a little more aware maybe
3: you know what I, I would have done, Chris? When in doubt, I would have just hired out and forget the
2: whole thing. <laughs> uh, 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 th- and that reminds me. I'm uh, sorry, either called DoorDash or there's a new one. There's a new one. Well, I, have, I haven't heard about. it, Doug told me about it, so I can't take credit <laughs> for this one. It's called Seamless.com, and it works on your iPhone, and you can order a lot of foods from uh, restaurants from them also. So, that's another one. So we've got Seamless, DoorDash, what's that, Grubhub? you got Grubhub,
3: you got Seamless, you've got DoorDash, there's one called ETSA, Eatsa, E-A-T-S-A. There's, there's, there's a dime a dozen of these things around. It's just a what's matter of whether the in more, your, how accessible they are or whether are in your area.
2: But Seamless is accessible. It's not in Chris and Dave's area. But I like it better when these websites give you the price so you know exactly what you're paying for delivery and those type of things. So that's it. I think we got Bill with another question. Yeah, we have one more
3: quick question from Bill, and I know we're getting close to Tim's time here. Go ahead,
8: Bill. Okay, mine just real quick. Did anybody see yesterday on the news or hear about that they were testing the uh, flying taxi down in North Carolina yesterday?
2: Flying taxi... I flying didn't taxis, see that.
8: other words, yeah. Flying taxi cabs, other words, they'll it's a new it's like a Uber and It's a cab service. They'll so actually fly you to destination.
0: Yeah, it's actually pretty cool.
8: I'd like that, man. I could deal with what, that.
6: Like a helicopter? Is it like a helicopter? I don't know. I, I
8: didn't. They didn't show it. It was just they were just talking about it. And flying. There were there were there were testing yesterday in somewhere in North It Carolina.
6: almost have to be a helicopter.
4: Right. It no. has to be some kind of helicopter because know uh, I know Hyundai is working on developing a car that. Takes off vertically, right? right. The, the flying and, uh, car. I saw that one mm-hmm. too, and it's supposed right. to fly at uh, up to two hundred and eighty-five miles an hour. And so how
3: high will? How high does it fly? I
2: wouldn't want to fly oh. Oh,
3: 10, ahead, thousand Sam. feet. You know, I wouldn't want to be in a flying car, a and then get into a collision, he'd be dead.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> there's that, Jeff.
3: I don't know. Bill. Well, it could happen on the But At
2: least to at that
4: speed, you wouldn't have time to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tim.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then, oh no, then the radio news would stop. We can't have that.
3: So. No, the higher you get, the better the FM reception is, the worse the AM reception would be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's Jeff.
3: You're right
0: there.
6: That's, that's so, Jeff. so maybe you should just go to the space station, Jeff, and turn on the radio up there and see what you can get.
4: You know, uh, I used to, I used to take a radio up in the plane and try it, and they always told you not to do that, but I did. But after a while, when I kept doing it, I would have these dreams. That when I would turn the <laughs> radio on, the plane would go soaring down to the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> so,
2: and now... They so did you bring... get a lot of stations up there?
7: Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: you cool. do. And, by the way, I think yeah. you can have a radio on the plane now, I think.
7: I, I think
4: that's possibly true.
2: I, I think um, that's possibly true. It
4: worked, it worked very well. Um, <laughs> except that you kept moving so that, like, you were in and out Even- of the stations... Range pretty
3: quick. I we recorded years ago when I went to California from Syracuse. I recorded the FM band as I was traveling, um, and the lady said to me, "Is that a radio?" I said, "Oh no, it's a tape recorder." And she saw the cassette, and she didn't know what was going on. And you didn't really have to have the antenna raised to get all the stations. You're up so oh, high, not at all. Not at all. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but as quickly as you get a station, as quickly as it goes away, that's part of the problem. So <laughs> it was kind of fun doing that. So I could have. It could have caused a plane crash.
2: True. But fortunately, you'll be around tomorrow night. I'll be around. A lot of the same crew, the same cast, will be back. want to say hello to Julie and give a shout-out to Jimmy Sparks in Arkansas who wished everybody a Happy New Year and say hello to Julie in Kansas. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll keep you updated on our... Switch over to the where you can type in the coffee club and do all the types of things that you do, so um, we'll be right there and every thank you, everyone on the panel. We'll have more problems next week. Don't worry uh we'll come up with something, so have a great one, everyone. Thank you again, Chris and Dave, and these. These will all be posted, so you'll still get your podcast in the same way for right now. Have a good one. Bye-bye.